Good morning. Welcome to Byline Mendocino. I'm Alicia Bales. Byline Mendocino is a local media roundtable focusing on local news and newsmakers here in Mendocino County. Today, we're going to focus on how people in our community, particularly Spanish speakers, but English speakers as well, get their news and information with an opportunity for you to help improve local journalism. In the first half of the show, I'll be speaking with Kate Maxwell of the Mendocino Voice and Loreto Rojas of Mendo Latino, who are collaborating on a project to find out what Mendocino residents do to stay informed and what all of you want out of the local press. At 9.30, Jackie Orozco will be here. She's the publisher of Periodico El Punto, one of Mendocino County's few and mighty sources of news for our growing Spanish-speaking community. We'll hear about this month's issue of Periodico El Punto, which is out in newsstands across Lake and Mendocino counties now, and also what it takes to get pandemic and other emergency information to local Spanish speakers. But first, I'm going to introduce uh, the guests for the first half of the show. Kate Maxwell is the publisher of the Mendocino Voice at mendovoice.com, an online newspaper covering all of Mendocino County. And Loreto Rojas is a Spanish professor and translator and the host of Mendo Latino here on KZYX every second and fourth Mondays at nine o'clock, local public affairs in Spanish. Welcome to you both. Good morning. Good morning, Alicia. Good morning, Loreto. And Kate, do we have you? Yes. Hi. Thanks for having us, Alicia. It's great to have you both. And together, uh, Kate and Loreto are collaborating on a new local initiative in Spanish and English to improve local journalism by identifying what ways Mendocino residents get their news and what issues they think are important. So, Kate, can you tell us more about this project? Introduce listeners to, to what you're trying to trying to do. Yes, thanks. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways that people get their information here in Mendocino County. I think that's something that as residents, we're all familiar with. Um, some information comes in the paper. There's things that people traditionally associate with a newspaper, such as classifieds. There's lots of great news going out on KZYX and other radios or our many local community, low power community radio stations. People get news on Facebook, Twitter and other social media. And a lot of important issues end up being things that people are talking to their neighbors about as they meet in the road. And so part of what we are trying to do um, especially after COVID and as wildfire season approaches, is really hear from people in Mendocino County about the ways that they are currently getting that information, the issues that they really want to hear about, the questions they have about what they need to know to live their daily lives, and how they want to get that information. You know, a lot of times, it's hard to make a cell phone call to someone out of town, or it can be hard to get the paper every day. And so part of what we're really trying to focus on is figuring out what information and therefore what kinds of news coverage people really need in their lives, what gaps they're seeing, and the ways that they really feel that getting that information would be the most useful to them. So, you know, I think there's a lot of ways that we traditionally define 
on news coverage as maybe how the paper used to do it or what you might hear in a six-minute segment on KZYX's local show. But there's a lot of really important issues that affect people's daily lives here in Mendocino County, um, whether or not it's what the case rates and where you can get vaccinated are, or whether or not it's how can you best prepare and conserve water and create defensible space, or how do you know exactly what's going on with that fire, um, or maybe just what are the activities for your kids to do this summer. And so part of what we're really trying to do is make sure that the information we put out to people is something that's useful and valuable to them and actually works for them in the way that they're going about their lives here and, you know, the ways that they want to engage in their community. And so we're, we've been very lucky to partner with Loretto. Um, and she can talk a little bit more about that. And so specifically, you know, one of the things that we've seen over time is just there has been changes in what kinds of information are av available to our local Spanish speakers. And, you know, some amount of just regular announcements don't always get translated, but there are also issues that are really relevant to particular communities, whether or not that's Spanish language speakers or, you know, maybe just people in more rural parts of North County mm -hmm. um, that often aren't getting the coverage they deserve or aren't being heard so right hyper local we have we all of these hyper survey local and... uh, communities um let's talk about the survey in just a second i definitely want to hear more about how you're going to go about find getting this information um but loretto can can i ask you first um how do Spanish speakers in Mendocino get local news and information? I mean, it seems like there's a lot of disparities in um, in how information is distributed. Maybe, you know, e English speakers are, are, are having a sort of collapse of the local English, local media and other models like the Mendo Voice or, or Mendocino Voice are coming in and, um, and, and filling the space made by the local papers pretty much shrinking and, and demise in a lot of our communities. But what about Spanish speakers? What local resources are there for them? Well, this was um, one of the things that uh, Diana Coriata and myself, who are the founders of Mendo Latino, were very interested on. Uh, we wanted to offer some information that we thought and heard that it was relevant to our community. <clears throat> And uh, so we created Mendo Latino um, a year and a half ago. And this is a persistent question for us, is how people get the information. We uh, do the program on uh, Zoom, is recorded. Uh, we developed a YouTube channel that is called Mendo Latino, one word. Um, you spell it, you know, like half of Mendocino and the whole of Latino. And... Um, we also created pages in Facebook, uh, and uh, and of course the program is archived with KCYX. Um, and it's a persistent question in two, um, well, it has um, several, um, we would say, aristas or um, point of views, I guess. So one of them naturally is that we are in an electronic era and this is changing the way we learn and uh, inform ourselves highly um, at large in the whole world, in my point of view. 
Secondly, um, I don't think so. I think um, because of we live in an era of also corporations and information that is disseminated by by large outlets, news outlets, and slash entertainment companies. Uh, not all the local uh, issues are actually presented by them naturally because they want to target, and that also in my perspective, has made a little bit of a caricature or certain communities. Uh, another element that uh, in Mendo Latino we always discuss is that definitely because of the nature of our Latino population here, which naturally is all immigrants, even when we many of us, particularly people coming from Mexico, consider that the border crossed us. We didn't cross the border because this has been a historical place of uh, Latinidad. Um, nevertheless, we live in this modern era, so-called modern era, where these lines have certain meanings uh, and create this awful situation where some people are undocumented and have to live a life in the shadows, as we say. So for us in Mendo Latino, it's a persistent question. Uh, we don't know exactly how people are getting their news, but it, what it does worry uh, uh, us is that uh, there are many um, um, conspiracy theories and ways that people are consuming information that are, are coming perhaps from certain apps that were, it's, it's called social media, so it's not really repu reputed uh, journalism. So anyway, so uh, we don't have the answers, but we would like to offer the information, the valuable information that we think um, it's relevant. It, naturally, that includes resources, not only what's going on, but also what is available. It, it's an underserved community, yeah. the Spanish-speaking community, so this is important to somehow present it. So it's been like a few months since, uh, Kate, I think the conversation started last year where we wanted to collaborate and do something together. So we, are, we as uh, Mendo Latino, are very excited to have this opportunity. Yeah. And lastly, I would like to say something about Mendo Latino as well. Uh, when we started with Diana Coriat, <coughs> we wanted to call it uh, Colectivo de Voces. <coughs> Excuse me. A collective of voices. and But we settled for the more... I don't know, perhaps catchy, I hope, Mendo Latino name to hit the target describing that we are a local outlet, a news outlet, uh, but also we are a Spanish speaking program. Uh, but uh, we, what we wanted from the beginning, it was working with other uh, people interested in our same uh, philosophy. So we are very excited to work with uh, Mendocino Voice in this particular project. It does seem like uh, the most elemental question is uh, who's listening, who's reading, and what do they need, right? Um, and so, listeners, talking with you, this is all about you. It's, uh, it's impossible for us as a radio station to know at any given moment who's listening out there. So, Kate and Loretto, you have a project now to try to figure out who's reading, who's listening, and what they need. So, can you talk about the survey? Yeah, so we created a really simple survey. Uh, it's very short for those of you out there that might be worried you have to answer a bunch of questions. Um, basically, you know, as Loretta said, we, it's really important for us to not, um, be the ones that are defining what information 
is actually valuable to those communities. Um, we want to make sure that we are doing reporting and fact checking and providing information that um, is really defined by the communities that we're trying to serve. And so some of that is about finding out what our current listeners are, and readers want and what they think is important. And most importantly, the, how they want to get it. Um, so, you know, some people have a hard time getting a radio signal. Some people can't get a paper delivered. Um, a lot of the work we've done in starting the Mendocino Voice since 2016 is really focusing on how do we get that information out to as many people as possible and how do we make sure that that information is something that they can actually use um, and represents what is the values of their community. Um, many of the local communities here have been either underserved or ignored by the traditional legacy papers over time. And so the survey really just touches on those points. It's really sort of just a brief couple of questions about what information and what issues are important to you, how you're currently getting your information, and how you'd like to get that information. Um, and we also have opportunities for people to you know, give us their contacts so we can keep in touch with them. Part of what we want to do is also make sure we're reaching people who may not already be listening or who may not already be reading and maybe that's because the information they're finding out there isn't currently useful and so we don't want to be in a our own little feedback loop or our own little bubble and just keep serving the people that are currently contacting us so we really hope that people will not only you know be really honest about what the information is that they need and how they're getting it you know tell us what's not working for you tell us what you think are the big gaps there but also to share it with people that they think have you know important perspectives or that aren't really being reached by the information they need so we have a digital survey that we're putting out but we're also going to be printing postcards and distributing those to places around the county and going to events and so you may see Loretto and I out there uh, with a stack of postcards at the farmers market or uh, at the local food pickup in Ukiah on Wednesdays or at the library um, trying to ask you just these really quick questions about you know how do you want news to be defined for your community here in Mendocino County. So it's funny because um, I, Loreto, I believe there are a lot more challenges to reaching out to Spanish speakers. Um, and I have taken to when I when I meet a Spanish speaker asking them, so well, how do you get your news? And the last example of this uh, was I accompanied some activists out into the woods at Jackson Demonstration State Forest on Tuesday last week. And the loggers in the woods were um, had limited English, were monolingual Spanish speakers. And in the time that we were out there with them, I asked them, <laughs> where do you get your news? You know, just uh, I, I just really am curious and I really want to know how Spanish speakers are being served in this county. And one of them, one of the loggers in the woods, told me that he listens to Radio Bilingue in Fort Bragg at 88.5, which was a total discovery for me because I did not know that Radio Bilingue was broadcasting. Apparently they have a repeater in Laytonville and you can hear them in some parts of the county at 88.5, which was thrilling to me. But how interesting that we find out in the most random ways, you know, just by asking the questions. And so I wonder if you can talk about 
particular challenges, Kate touched on some of the challenges for um, Mendocino in general, you know, people not having access to the internet or not having a radio signal or, you know, you're going to make sure to be in person in places and have postcards that are going out. But what about Spanish speakers in particular? How do you reach them? Right. And uh, you are asking those questions and we are doing it too for many months. And uh, many times uh, Diana and I wonder as you do, if you, we are speaking to the void or we are actually touching um, people's ears. So uh, we thought this was an excellent opportunity to actually going around and talking directly to our communities. Um, I have been in Mendocino for 20 years and my background is in journalism. And then, you know, I have two degrees, one in journalism and the other as a Spanish uh, language professor, um, but um, so we we have and Diana is, is specializes in community and communication and cinema and grassroots organiz- uh, groups that create uh, content and uh, that they inform their own um, communities. So for us, it's very important to take this step and go ahead and start actually. Uh, collecting this information in a a more sounding sounding way, meaning this short survey where we can ask people about this. Um, As far as I know, many Latinos get their information through their families and acquaintance. So information is passed uh, word of mouth, as they say. Um, But um, unfortunately, there are incredible programs uh, to help the the, commun- the community, particularly the people that have been lately more affected by COVID, uh, but not only in the last uh, year, but even before, naturally. And this information is not always readily available. Uh, unfortunately, um, not most people will have the thought of actually visiting the the um, Mendocino County website kind of thing, just because, I don't know, it's sort of, um, in our cultures, we live more from the information that is in the big newspapers that you can see in the kiosks, and still this is sort of the way that people communicate. But lately also, uh, I have seen a transition of people getting a lot of the news through their phones. And um, so anyway, we'll ask the questions of you know, on the survey wherever we will go um, to have a little bit of an idea. And then we will start working and developing something that it will respond to those needs and um, to systematize the information that we will find. So, yeah. So please, if you see, well, if you see people around asking about this information, uh, talking about from the Mendocino voice and the Mendo Latino, please help us to understand more how you get your news so we can develop new ways to do it. It's a, it's very clear that uh, most of us have um, our phones and we are conducting many of our business through our smartphones or cell phones. Um, even at the college, you know, I teach at the college, Alicia, as you do also, I know. And we are told that our students, even up to 60% of them will get information about the college and classes through their cell phones. So this seems to be an important transition. And um, perhaps the cell phone is the way to actually uh, get to people as traditionally, they would just walk to the corner, meet with friends for a cup of coffee, or get together to get into the bus or the camion 
and then just find the news because someone is selling a newspaper. So maybe this is the new way that things are going to be happening uh, when one wants to learn more about what's going on. All right, this is uh, Byline Mendocino. I'm Alicia Bales, live in the Ukiah studio, and on the air with me is Kate Maxwell, the publisher of the Mendocino Voice at mendovoice.com, and Loreto Rojas of Mendo Latino here on KZYX, which airs every second and fourth Monday at 9 a.m. It's local public affairs in Spanish. And we're talking about a collaboration uh, on a new local information needs survey. They're going to be asking Mendocino County residents, anyone who's interested in what's going on, how you get your news and how you get your information and trying to figure out how to provide that more effectively and get it to you. So, Kate, I wonder, uh, what are you expecting? Um, will it, how do you think this will change your reporting, if at all? Do you have any sort of um, hypotheses or guesses about what you'll find out, or are you just completely uh, just waiting to see what, what happens? You know, I think, as, as Doretta mentioned, this is a question that we've been sort of at the forefront of what we do at the Mendocino Voice every day. You know, I think it was part of the reason that we started the Mendocino Voice was just to try and sort of redefine what news could be here in Mendocino County um, and do that in collaboration with our friends and neighbors. Um, but, you know, I think there are certain things that, that have definitely become clear where in historically, particularly with these sort of corporate owned newspapers, you may just have coverage of an election that summarizes uh, what happened, but you may not actually have information about how people can go meet the candidates or how they can register to vote or, you know, exactly when the next forum will be and how they can submit questions. And similarly, we've also seen that, you know, for some people, live video is, of an event is incredibly valuable if they can't make it there to town. But for other people, they don't have enough cell service to actually live stream that video. And, you know, they may really want to get updates by text, which is something that um, we're planning to do in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be launching a Spanish language text service and, and also an English language text service. So those are going to be little experiments that we're trying because we guess that that is a way that, you know, many people in Mendocino County can get information, even if they're up in the hills um, or not in a moment in the day that they could sit down and, and read a longer article. Um, but we are absolutely just really open to hearing whatever people think is important to them. I think my main goal as a reporter is to make sure that, you know, we're getting accurate, fact-checked, reliable information out to people, but in what way and in what form is something that I don't think I should be dictating. Um, that should really be determined by the communities that need it. And so, you know, please be honest with us. We are here to make sure that, you know, in the future, whatever kinds of news we're putting out there is actually really something that is valuable to the people in our communities. And we don't want to dictate what that is um, or make too many guesses without hearing directly from you. So, Yeah, and I wanted to add to this also that uh, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, Alicia, uh, Radio Bilingue. So we recognize as a residents of California that Southern California has uh, had historically a stronger way to organize because of mass 
meaning there's a lot of people there and uh, the um, situations they have confronted. Um, I mean, you can read the the history. I, I don't know how much people know really about this, but everybody knows Dolores Huerta and the movement of the Braceros before that. And of course, the big huelga with Cesar, Cesar Chavez and all the important issues that uh, um, a lot of individuals are confronted in the South. They have been able to actually to organize and have many ways to strengthen um, their movements and uh, voice their concerns, needs, issues, and so on. So somehow I feel that uh, Northern California is in debt of our individuals because we are a rural community. Nevertheless, uh, the Latinos are the ones that are really moving the economy, economy serving in the pandemic demonstrated that we are everywhere where there are essential jobs. So even when we don't know exactly what uh, people want to hear, we know somehow um, what are the topics that are, have been uh, underlooked and, uh, and we need to better the health of our community. Uh, so naturally we want to present uh, well-informed um, news and uh but also uh i think we have learned a lesson and it's uh um with the pandemic and it's important to offer the information that will make our whole community healthier uh, uh we recognize there are issues about payment and minimum wage access to resources access to health and uh, as you have heard many days times from Dr. Colfax is that we have a huge, huge campaign to do about the American diet and how it's affecting the health of our community. So without knowing exactly uh, what people need to know, we do recognize what are the topics that are urgent for our county to address. And that gets into a really good point. And one of the things that uh, as program director here at KZYX, I think about a lot, which is um, bilingual news is not just about translating the English language news into Spanish, like Google Translate or whatever, and just, you know, reporting the same stories. As you're saying, Latinos in California have their own history, right? You have your own community. You have your own stories that are coming from our local community, but there doesn't seem to be a bridge back and forth between the two where we have maybe Spanish news, Spanish-speaking community news that's getting translated into English. You know that this could be a much more of a two-way street. And I think that the um, what you're talking about, the results of people being able to organize, people being able to have more strength and power and have their voices heard, uh, could do a lot to address the disparities that we're really seeing in, in for example, in the pandemic, where Latinos are have yes. higher infection rates and have lower vaccination rates. Yes, Alicia. And actually, uh, many times when we do a Mendo Latino program with Diana Coriat and our guests, many times we just look at each other and we say, we should do these programs in English because the education needs to be all over the place and, and learning about these efforts and the works that the Latinos are doing here in our community. Um, needs to be also acknowledged by the other half and somehow, uh, um, 
walking this bridge or building this live bridge is really important. We cannot uh, keep on seeing our antagonizing the community by using us and them. These are needs that are larger than we are. And with feminism and the Me Too movement and the LGBTQ plus movement and many other issues about human rights, when we ask people not to ask me if I'm Latino or Hispanic, just call me an individual and a human person. And we all are suffering from the same things. And the issue here is how much access you have to the resources that are available. So it's a little bit of a philosophy that we also want to highlight with our work. All right. Well, uh, tell us how uh, people can participate in this important survey, how people can make their voices heard and, and make a difference in the, the quality and the formats and the access for local journalism. So right now, if you go to mendovoice.com, uh, we have an article up that has links to the survey. We will also be putting that out on social media. You know, just as we've been talking about today, we're going to put that out in as many different ways we can. So we'll be sharing it around. We'll be making postcards that you can fill out. Um, we're part of the goal is to both be, you know, finding how to reach people, but also hearing exactly what that information is. So at mendovoice.com, you can find that, but we'll also be talking more about it. Um, and if you have any questions, you can get in touch with us at info at mendovoice.com. Uh, we're collaborating with a bunch of local community groups also to get the word out more because um, we really want to reach everyone in Mendocino County, not just the people that are already talking with us. Yes, and also we would like to invite you. We are going to put flyers around where the a number is going to be posted and you can easily join this subtext campaign. It's a diff, it's a, another way that you can get in touch with us. Uh, it's going to be in Spanish and English. It will be very simple for you to sign up. You just need to text to a number and then you will be in. We won't overwhelm you with text every day. Uh, we are planning on having a sounding campaign that will contact people twice a week, one with information on important news and the other one will be asking questions so we can have a little bit of a feedback a conversation we want your voices to be reflected in our uh, news uh, entrepreneurs so we invite you to join us and consider us as, as uh, an important part of your lives and see how we can collaborate with each other all right. And if you want to participate in this local information needs survey for um, Mendo Voice and Mendo Latino, uh, keep an eye out for the the folks um, at farmers markets and other events. And if you want to participate, you can go up and, and talk to them face to face. So uh, Kate Maxwell, publisher of the Mendocino Voice at MendoVoice.com and Loreto Rojas of Mendo Latino. Thank you so much for all of your work and for being here on Byline to tell us about it. All right. We'll talk soon. Ciao. Gracias. Bye-bye. Thanks, Alicia. Thanks. Stay tuned. Next, we'll be talking with Jackie Orozco of Periodico El Punto. I just got good news. I just got good news. the press. It's hitting the streets with my delivery. Making all headlines and makes a scene quick on the daily. And all of the people gather around, they stare like I'm a street preacher out of my mind. 
And this is Byline Mendocino. I'm Alicia Bales. Byline Mendocino is a bi-weekly local media roundtable focusing on local news and newsmakers here in Mendocino County. I alternate with Bob Bashansky and Politics, a love story every other Friday morning at 9 a.m. Thank you so much for listening. Our next guest, uh, speaking of Spanish language news and how to uh, get relevant emergency and uh, cultural information and news to our Spanish-speaking neighbors here in Mendocino County, uh, we'll be talking with Jackie Orozco. She's the publisher of Periodico El Punto, which is a monthly Spanish-language newspaper covering Mendocino and Lake Counties, one of the rare sources of local news in Spanish here in our community. Welcome, Jackie. Uh, thank you, Alicia, for having me it's this morning. So good to talk with you. Um, let's talk first about your work with Periodico El Punto, uh, and then we'll get into this month's stories that you're reporting. Sure. Uh, well, uh, Periodico El Punto is uh, the only um, Spanish-speaking uh, newspaper, the, the only one, I mean, the Spanish-language newspaper in Mendocino and Lake Counties. And also we cover a uh, part of Sonoma, uh, specifically in Cloverdale. We have been here for 10 years. Uh, this December is going to be our 11th year um, in, in Mendocino County providing uh, uh, news in, in Spanish and all the Spanish in, I mean, information for our uh, community members who doesn't feel comfortable or doesn't understand English. So, and um, it's a yeah, uh, it has been a yeah, uh, a good resource for for our community members, um, where in some way they are suffering from the lack of information in their own language, and they are uh, so in sometimes they are getting behind of some situations or some emergencies. Uh, so that's why um, <clears throat> my business partner, uh, Sara Marquez, and I, we started this, this project uh, 10 years ago. And when we started, when we began, uh, this, this was like a five-year project. And now we are going to be in our 11th year in, I mean, in business. And, uh, and we are very proud, Sara and I, we are very proud of this project because uh, Periodico El Punto, it's not only a, a newspaper, it's a, a community resource for our Latino population. Um, sometimes uh, and they, and they think that uh, we are like a, a community uh, resource center. Uh, since we lost Nuestra Casa there, it's, I mean, information and, and regarding services or or some uh, uh, resources in our community, they have been lost because of, I mean, we don't have a, a Latino resource center here in, in the Ukiah area. And every day uh, through our uh, Facebook fan page, we receive a, a lots of messages from uh, different community members uh some of them they they ask us how i can get divorced or a uh, uh if they lost their job how to apply for a uh, unemployment there are there are so many and there are so many uh uh services that uh right now uh latinos are not being served in in this way 
So that's why we started this this project. Uh, we don't usually uh, do like a really huge uh, coverage, like a yeah, uh, main uh, stories that we are focusing on, but on a daily basis because uh, my my business partner and I we have a yeah, full time jobs and periodic al punto uh, we do it in our breaks or our weekends. So that's why, uh, but we. We try to keep, I mean, our Facebook page, we have, uh, we try to keep updated in, in, in this way to inform, uh, in a really time manner, our community or our followers. Right. So you found, you do publish a, a paper every month and you distribute it, but you've also found that it's necessary to have a social media presence and people are very active with Periodico Al Punto on social media. Is that right? Right, right, and uh, yes, and they they are pretty active uh, uh, on social media, and sometimes they they uh, part of of our audience they receive the news from from our social media platform, but other ones who doesn't have a uh, uh, we live in a rural county where a uh, not all Latinos they have all this technology or they don't know how to. Uh, access to a, a website or or some of them they don't they don't like uh social media so that's why we print our paper every every month uh, so in in this way we try to cover all the needs the needs for the people who go to the laundromats every every weekend and they can get the paper over there or when they go to the supermarket and they can have a yeah, this publication. This is a yeah, free publication for for the people. Uh, I mean, for our community members, we have presence in social media. Also, we have we recently launched our uh, web page uh, website, and also we are starting our our YouTube channel. So in that way, for for I mean. Um, people can can have access to this i mean to this information in in some other ways because uh we really know that uh we are a, a periodical punto it's a, a a safe new platform where latino population is not too exposed to racist comment from other community members oh that's such an interesting point so we talked in the first segment about how news from and about the Spanish-speaking community here in Mendocino isn't just about translating English-speaking news into Spanish, but there's a whole community with its own culture and news. Um, can you, and then what you just said about a safe space where you make sure that there aren't a bunch of racists on the platform making horrible comments and hate speech. Um, can you talk about what, how important that is that these stories are being told uh, from and by and to your community? Yes, um, we have been seeing, I mean, during the pandemic, I think uh, we saw so much hate speech or or even though from the previous administration and uh, they we we experienced a uh, really hate speech against uh, Latino and other races. So that's why uh, our our platforms are more, I mean, convenient. Uh, uh, the community member trust in us, so that's why they 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 send questions every day. 
So they 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 feel like uh, periodical punto it's a uh, good liaison between the the agencies, even though with the county or with with other resources, or when they don't feel comfortable to go and ask a uh, an officer or a personnel as a staff member or an organization, we serve as like a liaison from from them from from our audience and and our I mean our government but uh and or other agencies but uh but we also uh want to uh acknowledge all the um uh all the latino people who are uh, um, accomplishing in in our county uh for example uh we cover for the first latino ukiah mayor and last last month uh, we cover our um, the space that they hire a uh, deputy director who is the first Latino uh, being in that position. So we are trying to to acknowledge all the Latinos who are making history in in Mendocino and Lake Counties. Right, the space, the School of Performing Arts and Cultural Education. You have a front page story about Ignacio Ayala, who was just hired as the deputy assistant director there at the school. And boy, he couldn't be a more accomplished and worthy person to get into that role. He's been working at space for years and he's beloved by all of the students there. So that was very cool to see his face on the front cover. Yes, and, and those kind of stories, I mean, other media outlets doesn't cover them. I mean, and, and we try to cover them uh, because uh, we would like to also uh, try to encourage our Latino youth to go and and get education and uh, and also maybe in the future why not to to have a uh, another another Latino mayor or a uh, Latino supervisor. So it should be awesome, and uh, oh, that would be exciting! So, yes, and so that's why that's why uh, we don't focus too much in politics. We focus more in education, awareness, and and passing information that that so, sometimes they they don't get it, or maybe because uh, uh, some agencies, organizations, or or the government they they use just Google Translate and they. They don't disseminate the the, the information in, in a proper way or in a cultural way for for a Latino, uh, Spanish speaking Latino community members. So there's a language fluency, but there's also a cultural fluency that uh, we need to work on here in Mendocino County. Um, I wonder. I think let's talk a bit about your coverage during the pandemic because I don't think there's a better example of uh, all of the issues that you're talking about as what happened with Periodico El Punto and your work during the pandemic. So um, there have been persistent disparities for Latinos during the pandemic. Um, you've been experiencing higher infection rates. You've been experiencing lower vaccination rates, uh, and um, per per population, uh, it, it, there's a lot of disparity there. And a lot of it is because there's just a lack of good, up-to-date information. So you have stepped into that breach. I mean, if there were like awards for the people who did the most to help our community through this pandemic, 
we would be shining that light on you for sure. I, I remember seeing videos, updates, PSAs. You became a phone contact for hundreds of people calling about vaccination events. I remember your phone was just ringing off the hook. You've been helping the county with translation. Um, and then you've been doing a, a, a weekly interview with Dr. Corin in Spanish. I mean, just everything. As you say, as a volunteer on the side of your full-time job that you, that you work, um, can you talk about that experience, how much you did and what you might have learned from it about you know how we move forward into the next disaster which will be fire season i have been seeing these disparities when since when i arrived to mendocino county almost 13 years ago and um and i i i saw i saw it more when the red valley fire uh happened a few years ago when i attended um these uh these community meetings uh, lead by uh, former Sheriff Ullman. And uh, and I asked him as a media, and I asked him, why don't you have a debrief in Spanish? We have uh, um, Spanish-speaking community members living in, in Red Valley who were affected by this fire. And he and he accepted to do it. Uh, so in, in that way, uh, since that, I have been asking them, hey, why don't you do a debrief in Spanish when a, a major event happens? So that was not, uh, it was same story with uh, with COVID when, when it started, I uh, started attending uh, the press conferences uh, since number one press conference and asking them for a, an interview or making a video and because I didn't see so much information in Spanish, uh, we started to uh, translating um, documents, PSAs, and uh, and um, in the beginning we have a uh, George Berasegui uh, collaborating with us so much. I mean, during the weekends he was accessible to to do um, interviews in Spanish, uh, keeping uh, updates. So. It has been a uh, really big. Uh, uh, we learn a lot. I learn a lot about about this, and and now I I I hope that in the next big emergency event we can be better prepared, county and and the city can be better prepared uh, for for these kind of events in order to serve also our uh, Latino. Uh, community because we are all part of of this community we are only one community yes and uh, yeah and I hope so that that maybe can can be better in the next time and uh, and for the vaccination yes uh, we as periódico al punto and Ucaya vecinos en acción we partner uh, we have a partnership uh, in order to uh, uh, help people to make an appointment for the vaccine, and um, we register more than 1,000 people for for the vaccine. So it was a uh, really huge accomplishment for for us. Uh, well, we we didn't have any uh, uh, reward for that, but our reward it was that people got the vaccine. And they trust 
and they trust in us uh, because there was, I mean, at the beginning was so much fear uh, for people that maybe they, uh, if they register for the vaccine, uh, the county or the government can share the, uh, their information to the uh, immigration agencies. So there was, and there was so much fear and it was a, uh, we were a uh, uh, really great liaisons between those those community members and and to get the vaccine. It seems like um, at least 95% of those 1,000 people called you to make their appointments. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, most of them, they call me and they call my husband. And, uh, but, but it was a, yeah, uh, it, those, those were a yeah, really busy, busy days. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it brings me back to something that Loreto said in the first half of the show, which is that um, Latinos get their news and information from word of mouth, from each other. Uh, and so the role that you're playing with Periodico El Punto is both a newspaper that comes out and is distributed across the county and Lake County, but you're also a trusted community member. So it seems like you're sort of fitting into that role in a way that um, it's something like word of mouth except that you're doing it as a journalist. Um, what advice would you give to, uh, say, the project that we were talking about in the first half of the show, um, trying to find out where Latinos get their news and information? Um, if you were going to do that kind of a project, or maybe you've already done it with Periodico El Punto, what, what would you say would be the most effective way to, to speak with Latinos about how they're getting their news and information here in Mendocino County? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the, the, the exact answer, but, uh, but it's, I mean, uh, as I said, we started 10 years ago and, and, uh, step by step, we have building this trust in the, in the, in the Latino community. And it's, a, in, it has been a, a really hard work. I mean, to, to build that trust and, and now they are, they are more comfortable to to ask us or or to uh, or they or they share the information because they they know that we are a, a trustable uh, source of news. So, but uh, but I will say that maybe go to where the real Latino is because uh, um, we usually or. Or, or the agencies or government, they go with Latinos that maybe they, they are in higher positions and they ask, but they don't go with the, with, uh, with those, I mean, farm workers or, or that essential workers that those are the Latinos who need the information. And, uh, because, um, maybe, uh, maybe in my case, I, I I can learn English. I mean, I can read English, sorry, uh, or I can understand, and I can get the information in from a uh, source in English or Spanish, and I am fine. But for those who 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 doesn't feel comfortable in, in English, so go to the places that you can you can find lots of Latinos doing as uh, as essential workers or farm workers. And, and and maybe uh, those are 
that ones who really needs that that information. And you've had some success with this. Uh, you've experimented with different formats during the course of the pandemic, really doing everything you can to reach out to Latinos in the community. What have you found has been sort of the most successful uh, projects or or reporting that you've been able to do? Well, um as I said before, uh, we uh, with periodical Punto, we have a we have our print uh, paper, and uh, and so in that way we can we can target those ones who who doesn't have a a social media, or they are not on social media. But I but I think that one thing that it's important in our community is to have more radio in Spanish. For in 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 that time or schedule where uh, the people can 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 listen the radio and can get that the, the news. Um, uh, last year, oh, two years ago, I I was camping in Forbrack and uh, and I was so surprised to listen Radio Bilingue and uh, and it was such a really good thing. I mean. That I mean, that uh, Forbrack or the the coast of Mendocino, they have. I mean, it's a it's an incredible resource. Even though they are far away in in, in South California, but it's a yeah, at least it's a that it's in Spanish. <laughs> So it's a it's a really good search. Right, it's national news, uh, national U.S. news, and also news from Mexico, right? And it's uh, it's daily. There's call-in shows, uh, and and they do breaking news, and it's it's a really good Spanish language service coming out of Fresno. It is, and 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 it's professional Spanish. Uh, most of our Spanish speakers here in Mendocino County, ninety percent of of them, they are they are from Mexico, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that that's a, a cultural related to to those. Yeah, I just learned about this last week that we have Radio Bilingue here. <laughs> you know, I've been playing some Radio Bilingue uh, on Monday mornings when we play your um, update with Dr. Corin in Spanish right. as well. I'll play their um, their weekly headline news and have just been delighted to be able to do that. Uh, but then to find out there's a 24-7, and I know it's it's not, we can't hear it here in Ukiah, but I did hear it in Anderson Valley, and I was able to receive it, and uh, I guess it's loud and clear in Laytonville and in Fort Bragg. So that's, to me, that's just... Like tell everybody, you know, everybody who needs to hear it probably already knows. But yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, and and also I I would like to take a moment to to say thank you to KCYX and you Alicia to be a, a really good uh, partner uh, for these. I mean, uh, Erin and these uh, updates, um, weekly updates that we do with Dr. Corin, and thank you for for taking the time to have a uh, um, a space here in 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 KCYX for for Latinos uh, especially those who speak Spanish Oh, with pleasure, and we're glad to do it, and we definitely are working on figuring out how to do more, especially with an initiative that we're working on over the next year to bring bilingual news um, that does go in both directions from Spanish 
to English and from English to Spanish. So, and you've been a great inspiration for us. I just can't thank you enough for the superhuman work that you do uh, toward the day that we have much more uh, Spanish language news and information in this community. But you and Mendel Latino have just been a, a wonderful addition to KZYX. So thank you for that. And thank you, Jackie Orozco of Periodico El Punto for being my guest today on Byline Mendocino. And I hope we talk with you again really soon. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being in your program. And tune in to Jackie's show Monday mornings at 5 a.m. Uh, she does, uh, this week we don't have the interview with Dr. Corin, but we will have uh, other content from Jackie in Periodico El Punto from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. on Monday mornings. Thanks so much. And this has been Byline Mendocino. I'm Alicia Bales. I come to you every other Friday morning at 9 a.m. alternating with uh, Politics, a Love Story and Bob Bushansky. I want to thank you all for tuning in and I will be back with you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willitson Zukaya 91.5 FM and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.